Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherston Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, Nedra Glover-Tawab, relationship therapist and best-selling author of Set Boundaries, Find Peace, talks to me about how boundaries set us free. I gotta be honest, sometimes I really struggle with setting boundaries. I often worry that having them will create distance and hurt the people I love. But Nedra taught me that couldn't be further from the truth. When someone is presenting a boundary, it's really because they care, really because they want to be in a relationship with you, not because they want to end things or they're trying to punish you. It's really like, hey, like we could be happier if. When we create a boundary, we are actually creating a standard of respect. We honor ourselves when we set them and we also teach our loved ones how to love us as well. While doing this could cause some discomfort at first, once everything is out in the open, we all breathe a little easier because there is freedom in authentic communication. When you're not setting a boundary and you know you need one, you're thinking about the boundary all the time. It's like, I need to say it. I need to say it. I need to say it. And once you say it, it's like, whew, I am so happy I said that, even if they mad at me. I am so happy that I let that out because it's so hard to keep that inside. Nedra opened up to me about a new perspective on boundaries. They're not so much about saying no, but about saying yes. Yes to meeting your needs and yes to happier, healthier, and far more fulfilling relationships. And in our Sankofa moment, Nedra offers a musical legend advice on how to set boundaries and find peace. I think if I could give her a nugget, it would be that you will never be happy trying to make others happy. And you really have to choose the path that works best for you. Hi, Nedra. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the pod. Okay, here's the deal. We've never met in person, um, Mm -hmm. but I'm a huge fan of your work, your teachings, your gyms, and 
your mission. I want help with my boundaries. And I know our listeners, we can always use help with boundaries. So I'm so excited that you are here to gather us and get us together. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited to talk about boundaries It is my favorite B word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Boundaries. Wow. Okay. We're going to get into it. Um, but before we get into it, I know that you grew up in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. So Detroit, um, my husband's from Detroit. I have a whole bunch of family there. So Detroit means a lot to me. And so what I want to know is what did Detroit teach you? Mm. You know, I think Detroit is a real city of possibility. There is this ecosystem of Black pride. And I grew up at a time when you saw a lot of people in power who looked like you. Mm. And so from that, I learned that you know, many things are possible. Detroit had, you know, a black mayor for like 20 plus years, Comey Young. So, you know, there are just so many things where I I remember when I was in school, like we had an entire year dedicated to African-American curriculum where we talked about Langston Hughes and we talked about, you know, just all of these figures. And I don't think that many other school systems and many other places teach the power of ethnicity in that way, especially in a public setting. But I would say in Detroit, it was ingrained that, you know, things are possible for you, little Black girl. So Mm. I love that about Detroit. Um, I'm so excited that you have that connection. Yeah. Detroit means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. And it's become a second home. I'm from the D.C. metropolitan area, but Detroit means the world to me. And it's for similar reasons. Like I go to Detroit and everywhere I see myself, I think Mm -hmm. that's really important to go somewhere and feel seen, to feel mirrored um, and to also feel inspired. You know, so many wonderful people that I know and love and that the world knows and loves have come from Detroit. And um, there is, there's an energy in the city uh, that I think is unlike really any other city because it's so Black in the best way possible. And I don't know, Detroit just brings me joy. I love the water. I don't know, I just... I love the I love the food. I love Detroit everything. has I, amazing water. I want the world yes, to know that. Gorgeous. The it's tap, gorgeous. Well, the tap water is pretty good too. Like when I go Unreal. places, I'm like, can I drink the tap here? Because I'm from Detroit and we have really good tap. I mean, it's what yeah. is going on? Like, how are you all maintaining such good tap water? <laughs> I have no clue. I think you'll be like, oh my gosh, is this like Aquafina? No, it's not. It's just tap. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I want to start at, so you've been working in relationship or relational therapy. Do you consider it relationship or relational therapy? How should I? Oh, I like that relational therapy. That, I mean, that really gets to it. I say relationship therapy, but I, I think it's both. Okay, so you've been practicing that for what, 15 years now? Yes, yes, 15 what years. led wow. you there? How'd you get there? Mm. You know, when I became a therapist, I thought that I wanted to focus on trauma work. And so the beginning of my career was heavily focused on sexual abuse, um, addiction in some points, um, just lots of trauma. And after a while, I realized that I want to help adults overcome some of this childhood stuff they're facing. And so it started to move more towards relationships because what I found was people didn't want to end relationships, even if they experienced trauma in them. So how do you help people stay safely? How do I help people who've experienced trauma be married? You know, how do we help people who have traumatic experiences show up in friendships. I mean, there are so many things that we don't think about when it comes to the impact of trauma that is so important for relationships. So I kind of, I feel like it was a natural shift. Um, And the people who came to me, it was exactly, you know, the type of people I wanted to see. I think when you show up and you have a certain energy about you, that that's exactly who shows up in the space with you. How how do you go about personal healing while also helping others with healing? Mm. Well, I will say that being a therapist for me has been a lot of practicing what I preach because it's very hard for me to tell, you know, a client, you should meditate. And here I am. I can't meditate for 10 seconds. Right. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't often suggest meditation because I can't meditate for 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with meditation, too. I'm trying to get so much better at it. Well, I, I have reinvented what meditation means to me. I think meditation is sitting outside in the morning and listening to the birds. I think meditation is watering my plants. I think meditation is turning on a little bit of Stevie Wonder and cleaning my house. I think there are so many different ways that we can meditate. It's also sitting in silence. I have no issue with sitting in silence. You know, maybe five minutes can make a huge difference. We don't have to you know, carve out three hours per day for meditation. It can be very short and sweet and also purposeful. I think that um, when I was reading my book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace, to edit it, and then I had to do the audio book, of course, I was catching myself in some boundary issues. I mean, I was Mm. reading a thing like, 
did you write this? Why, why you say this? Now you got to do it. You know, oh. it was like, oh my gosh. You know, sometimes I go back and I look at something I posted on social media and I'm like, Nedra, get it together. You need to apologize. You are telling people to apologize. And here you are sitting in your ego, you know, trying not to be wrong and you need to apologize. Or sometimes it's, I need to be accountable and leave this relationship. Here I am saying, you don't have to accept mistreatment. No one should abuse you and I'm being abused. So I I think that this work makes me accountable and it should, right? We are so connected to the work that we do, you know, the choices we make and since I'm doing this work, I'm always like, oh, wait a minute. Like, what do I need to read? What do I need to do more of or less of? Because it's really important to not teach, but also to be a student. Mm, I Listen, as you were talking, I was like, yes, yes. Because I feel the same way about this podcast, right? It holds me accountable. It is literally like, I find myself like, Ash, like if, for instance, today we're having this amazing talk about boundaries. I know that there's the universe is going to send me a test to be like, are you actually going to practice what you all just talked about on your podcast as it pertains to boundaries? It's a constant mirror. It's a constant reminder of like the work that we are encouraging others to do, but also we have to make sure that we're doing it for ourselves first. Um, you have your best-selling book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. What led you to writing this book? Was there a moment, Nedra, that you were like, I have to put pen to paper on this? I, I gotta I gotta know because this book is really powerful and the, just the title alone is powerful and it's simple. Set boundaries, find peace. But I want to know what led you there. Mm. Well, in 2017, I started creating content on Instagram, and some of that content was geared towards boundaries. My perspective on boundaries was a little different. Um, I think what we typically have seen on boundaries is just say no, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that, no, 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 no. But I don't think we consider how broad boundaries penetrate our lives, how it is way more than just saying no. Boundaries are typically um, saying yes. And I started to create this content around it. And I saw that people really appreciated that perspective. And I knew that that was something that I need to needed to speak further about. There are some behaviors that we need to change in our relationships that aren't being changed. And it goes beyond say no. It's like, you need to say yes. When someone says, hey, do you need me to watch your kids? No, that's okay. Say yes. Tell them yes, right? Mm. So, oh my gosh, they don't have any kids. I shouldn't do that to them on a Saturday if they're offering Clearly, they want to help you. So allow them to by saying yes. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I had an experience, maybe it was last week when I I woke up and was like, I, I literally, I truly might just be too nice. And I mean that in like, I need to set more boundaries with people. Like sometimes I feel like I'm too considerate of others without allowing others to be considerate of what of my needs and my feelings. Like that's where the boundary is shaky because I'm doing it one way, 
but in the way that isn't about me at all. It's for others and not receiving it as it comes back in my direction. And it's, and it's really, I, I literally, I truly woke up and was like, I think people are kind of, are they trying to play me a little bit? Like, hold on, wait a minute. Do I need to, I think I need to set some firmer boundaries because I don't want people to think that I'm too nice or you can just do this. Ashley won't say anything. It's fine. She'll figure it out. And it's like, no, like I, I deserve the same amount of respect and acknowledgement that I give. And I think, you know, for me, the question is, how do you set boundaries without feeling like you're punishing someone? Because I think for me, that's what it feels like. Sometimes I feel like I don't want someone to feel like I'm being mean. But the truth is, if I'm setting a boundary for myself, it's not, if I'm not doing it in a mean or malicious way, then I shouldn't have that fear. But I can't lie. I think there's an undercurrent of, I set this really clear boundary with someone. I don't want them to be mad at me. And I think a lot of people think that way about boundaries. So what do you say to those of us who kind of view boundaries that way? Have you ever been mad at someone for setting a boundary with you or has your feelings been hurt? I actually, it's funny you say that. I actually really respect boundaries. I'm into them. No one has ever set a boundary with me and I've been like, huh, wait a minute, this person, I... I respect them. I just don't understand why I have a problem doing it. But I have I don't typically have an issue with people setting boundaries, especially because I think I have I'm able to recognize what boundaries are and when people are setting them. Like so I view it as exactly what it is and I really respect it. In general, like I'll, for example, Nedra, I took your boundaries quiz which everyone needs to take on your website. It blew my mind. But the question that got me was, um, or what my aunt, what the answer that came back was, I apologize for things when they're not my fault. That is like a big thing that I do. And my like doing my own psychoanalysis, I am not a therapist, but I think <laughs> that I do it because if I do it, then I don't have to wait for you to do it. And it's done. We're over it. We're we're through it. And I'm not even afraid of confrontation. It's just I I have a I, maybe it's a fear of people not showing up for me or showing the same amount of care or reciprocity in the way that I do for them. So if I handle the said thing, then I don't have to wait for you to apologize because I I've just done it for us. But then that robs me of feeling taken care of or seen or feeling like I'm in a reciprocal relationship with people at times because I'm overcompensating by trying to do the work for us both. So that's my, that's a little tea into me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when we set boundaries with people, we can't control how they respond. And that is the hardest piece. We are trying to figure out a way to have the least amount of damage. I had someone DM me a message yesterday and I found it very interesting. They said, hey, I really loved your book. I loved your book so much. I recommended it to a family member. This family member set a boundary with me and I think they were unkind. I said, oh, okay. So she said, spread the word to be kind and set boundaries. And I said, well, what was the boundary? The boundary was, I want you to call before you come over my house. 
this person was upset and said, I think they should have said, please. I think they should have said, I love having you over here. I think they should. So they wanted to dictate the way the person stated the boundary. The person very directly said to them, call before you stop by. I didn't hear the rude. I didn't hear the mean. Could she, could she have said, please? Absolutely. Yeah. Please call before you stop by. Absolutely. Please could have been thrown in there, but there was no yelling. There was no, um, name calling. There was no demeaning. There was no, every time you come over here, you don't ever, none of that. It was a, a very simple sentence. So there are times when our execution is on point. And if someone does not want to adhere to that boundary, it is problematic. It is aggressive. It is mean. It is rude because they don't want you to have a preference. But here's the thing. Lots of boundaries are preferences, right? There are people, they don't care if you call before you before you stop by. This is my preference. I want to have my house in a particular um, order before you stop by. So there are some things that I may not like that Ashley doesn't care about. It's the same thing with work-life balance. Like some people will say, you should never work on vacation. Work on vacation if you want to. <laughs> right? I don't want to work on vacation. <laughs> don't bother me. Email yeah. Ashley. Email her. <laughs> don't email me either. <laughs> so We're it's, both it's, off on vacation. <laughs> but yes, I hear what you're saying. But it is is really up to what my preference is. Some people, I, I have a friend, she loves to work on vacation. She's like, it's peaceful, it's quiet. My kids aren't around. There's nobody bothering me. I, I get to really get through projects. That's not a problem. If that's how you like to work, that's not a problem. That's not what I like to do on vacation. I don't take my laptop. I do take my cell phone. And as we know, the cell phone is the mini computer, you know, <laughs> right? But I do not take my laptop because I don't want to be doing all the things that I could actually do at a desk. There are times where an emergency might pop up and I need to respond and I'm okay with that. But I will leave you um, in limbo for that entire week or two because I am entitled to that space away. That's not everyone's preference. And so we can't go around saying that, you know, I'll get the question, what can, what can my boundary be when I get into a relationship? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you have to tell me what your preferences are as a person. Some boundaries that you may have may not be my boundaries. You know, like some people will say, you know, I think, you know, you have to call me every day before bed. You don't have to call me every day before bed. <laughs> you know, so that's a little too much talking. You know, that's not my preference. That is yeah. her preference. Mm -hmm. So the, the tricky thing about relationships is they are not one size fits all. But that's how we like to treat them. We think whatever I like is also what everybody else likes. Everybody knows that you should do X, Y, and Z. That's not true. That's not true. There are a lot of things that people don't know. And it doesn't mean they're stupid, they're dumb, 
they're ignorant. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means that you haven't communicated what you need them to know. So if you have an expectation that every year on your birthday, your friends call you, you might need to put that out there because this new friend, she ain't do it. She ain't know. Now we mad at her. We don't want to talk to her anymore because she didn't do what you, all friends. Well, she, look, she comes from a different point of view with friendships. If that's something that's important to you, hey, girl, we getting close on my birthday. Please call me, girl, please. You know, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. It could just be us just sprinkling in the boundary. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. So that, that brings me to also expectations. Are there actual unrealistic expectations that people may have? Or is everyone just free to have whatever expectations they have, whether they are unrealistic or or realistic? And that's just up to the person to decide. People can do whatever they want to do. Do we have to honor it? No. Um, There may be an expectation that during the workday, you can call me and I should answer my phone. I'm not going to honor that request. I find that having random chit chat during the workday takes me off course for about an hour and a half. And then after I get off the phone with you, I got to turn on the breakfast club because we've talked about something and you mentioned the interview. So now I'm watching the breakfast. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) So I know for me, (laughs) I know for me, it's not good for my energy level to, to get off course like that. So what I tend to do, unless it's like really super quick, which you know who who's going to be quick and who got a whole conversation for you. Um, I need to talk to you at the end of the day where I can deal with that level of distraction. There are times when I am not in the, I, I can't do it. I have a deadline or I have something I have to do. I have a podcast I have to record. I can't listen to this situation with your husband right now. This is not the time. Um, I will make time for it. So there are times when people have expectations that you do certain things or you show up a certain way. They can be a re- they can be realistic or unrealistic. And you have to communicate to people what is possible and what isn't. What has been one of the most difficult boundaries, but most necessary boundary for you to set? Mm, difficult. I told a relative that they could not return to my house. It was necessary because I started to experience some anxiety about them visiting. And then I let them visit. And I was like, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew what my anxiety was trying to say, but I didn't want to listen to it because I didn't want it to be true. I wanted to maintain this relationship. And I knew that that level of a boundary would be life changing, right? I didn't, I didn't say our relationship over, but I did say you cannot come to my house. And that is a hard boundary to hear. 
that was really hard for me because I knew that it would change the course of the relationship. But it was also necessary. Whenever I said it, oh my gosh, it was like, oh, it was like a deep breath. Because when you're not setting a boundary and you know you need one, you're thinking about the boundary all the time. It's like, I need to say it. I need to say it. I need to say it. And once you say it, it's like, whew, I am so happy I said that. Even if they mad at me, I am so happy that I let that out because it's so hard to keep that inside. Mm, Yeah, I feel like, you know, I got married last year and I feel like the way that I handled a lot of things in regards to our wedding, whether it was guest lists or RSVPs or just the planning of it all at times, once we came out of it, I realized I should have had much firmer boundaries. I had a lot, which I'm able to admit now, I had a lot of anxiety surrounding our wedding. And none of it had to do with my husband and I. None of it had to do with us. There, which is really what it's all about, felt completely peaceful, happy, excited, all of those things. It was all of the little, you know, uh, things surrounding that. Uh, logistical things, really, that were the things that gave me anxiety. And when I look back, I wish I had set better boundaries. And I realized that I think part of the reason I didn't was, um, you know, in fear of people being mad. But when I look back, I think, but it was my wedding. Like, how is it that my brain can convince me that something that's the most important day of my life is not worth setting boundaries for, you know? Weddings are really tough. I remember when I got married, I made an agreement with myself to not have a stressful wedding experience. We had a destination wedding and it was so funny because people would call about hotel accommodations. They would try to call me as if I was the hotel. (laughs) Uh, I said oh no 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 let me text you their number do not ask me any questions about hotel accommodations I don't know and so just delegating so many things I understand that people you know our parents they have expectations of how things should be done your sister, your brother, who should be in the wedding, what color, I don't like pink. Okay, what, you know, there are so many things that happen where people feel like, how do I get my needs met at this other person's wedding? Um, I have learned a lot. I'm sure you have. So, you know, if you have children, hopefully you will understand that there are certain things that you have to step back and let a person choose how they want to experience their wedding. And that's so hard. Yeah, yeah. That's really hard. You know what I'm curious about? How do you suggest setting boundaries with whether it's children or partners, um, given that those are typically the closest relationships to us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And as it pertains to children, I find that it must be difficult because children are very dependent on you, right? Um, So how do you set a boundary without feeling guilt with someone who's completely dependent on you? Um, Mm. What what advice would you give with that? Well, I would say as kids grow 
up, a part of that is you stepping back a little bit further. Of course, you're going to be like eye to eye when it's an infant. But, you know, as that child gets older, there is more space in the relationship and it should be an appropriate level of space. Should your 20 year old child be in the bathroom with you? Probably not. You know, that's that's three year old behavior. So there are levels to <laughs> to how dependent a person needs to be. And as parents, we have to teach a lot of, you know, how we want them to show up in the world. This is how you cook. This is how you do your own laundry. This is how you you know, I I can listen to you, but this is how you communicate that in a respectful way. So there is so much teaching around boundaries. And that's really how we get them to respect boundaries. We do have to be firm. We don't have to feel bad about having a life outside of our children. Kids benefit from parents who have healthy emotional and mental health. You know, I, I can't imagine the, the level of parenting that, that children get when the parents are unwell. Actually, I can't imagine it. But it is it is unfortunate when we feel like loving your child is being depleted yourself, right? I have to show up um, barely able to stand to help somebody else. That's not the way in which we need to parent. We need to do it from a place of peace and joy and rest. And so there are some things that you need, and that's going to require you to not always be hands-on. Now, even with single parents, um, I think it's really important, if possible, to get support because single parents, you know, there really are no breaks. There is not that other parent to go to sometimes. And even if it's you going to your room and locking the door for 30 minutes and having your moment, it is really important for you to get some space. And that is nothing to feel guilty about. Going in your room and locking your door if your kids are age appropriate and safe on their own, by the way. Yeah. And what about with the partner? You know, like how, you know, setting, because I think a lot of people fear setting boundaries because they don't want to hurt somebody. And, and it's because I think we need to change this way of thinking that boundaries, we're doing, we're, we're setting boundaries as like a punishment to somebody. It's not that it's, it's for the benefit of ourselves. And I think the goal is to be, is to surround ourselves with people. The goal is to surround yourself with as many people as possible that, you know, will respect your boundaries when you need to set them so that it doesn't lead to anxiety and pain and sadness. And it can lead to that deep exhale, as you mentioned, you know, a, a couple of minutes ago, like that's how it should feel. But you can only feel that when you when you when it's in relation to people that make you feel safe and that make you feel respected and seen. One thing I've said to my husband is I'm telling you this now so I won't be mad at you later. Mm. <laughs> like, you you have to listen to this now because it's something that's been on my mind. I'm not super bothered by it now, but I, I could be bothered by this in the future. Right. I think we have to think about long term. What does this present as? Um, what do I need? If we're talking about building a life, even a moment, you know, even if you're in a short term relationship, you need to feel comfortable. You are sharing space with another person. And it's really important that everybody feels, you know, good about being in that space is not always around 
you know, like you mentioned earlier, that you can respect somebody else's boundary very well. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Fine. Yeah. When I come in the house, I'll make sure I greet you before I, you know, Mm -hmm. go (laughs) to the room or whatever. I mean, that's things I've heard before. Like, you know, you want to make sure that those things are being managed in your relationship. It's not an offense to you. It is really to have a healthy relationship. So when someone is presenting a boundary, it's really because they care, really because they want to be in a relationship with you, not because they want to end things or they're trying to punish you. It's really like, hey, like we could be happier if. Mm, I love that. No, that's that's really good because I, I love the example you use with your husband too. Like that's perfect. It's saying, hey, I'm going to put this out there. I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings, but this is just something that I'm honestly feeling and I want to come to you in an honest way about it. I think, you know, what I'm learning is that boundaries are set in honesty. Mm-hmm. You can only set a boundary if you're being honest about how you're feeling and honest about what your needs are. It's the only way you can do it. So I see how it's easy to avoid boundary setting if you're not being honest about the place that you're in, if you're not being honest about what your current needs are and how they may not be met. Um, mm-hmm. So I, th- I didn't, I didn't, I never thought about how much of a key component honesty is in, in boundary setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say has been your takeaway from our conversation today? Mm. I think that, you know, it is a universal agreement that Detroit has the best tap water. (laughs) (laughs) One thousand percent. (laughs) That sounded like it was going to be real deep, didn't it? Oh my gosh. So you're also a comedian. I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it. You do all of the things, all of the things. Yes. No, no. I I think that, you know, people listening, I hope that they understand that boundaries is not one thing, is many things. Your boundary can look different from anyone else's boundary. And it doesn't mean that it's a bad boundary. It just means that it's different. Um, There are times when you can state a boundary kindly and play and people just won't get it. And sometimes they just don't want to. But it is within your control to change your relationships. Yeah, my my takeaway is that I am more encouraged to set boundaries knowing that it truly is for my betterment. Like I'm holding myself back by not setting boundaries that my body, my mind, my soul, my energy is telling me that I need. Mm -hmm. And just to remember, if people can't respect my boundaries and those just aren't people that I need to be around and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I deserve to have my boundaries respected just as much as everybody else does. And I want to let go of some of the anxiety surrounding setting them with those that I feel like I need to set them with. So I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful for the, the education surrounding boundaries. I think it's a word that we throw out a lot, but we don't really have the education to support 
how to set them and why we're setting them. So I really appreciate you and I honor you and your gifts. And I'm just so grateful that you joined us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. After the credits, the Nedra nugget Nedra would have shared with this iconic singer. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Editing assistance from Jordan Cowling, mixed by Kojin Tashiro. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tindall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to ensure you hear the next one. So which historical figure would you have wanted to help set boundaries and find peace, and what Nedra Nugget would you give them? I am a huge Whitney Houston fan. And since Mm. her passing, there have been different versions of her life from different people who were in her life. And one thing is really clear that there were times when she felt out of control um, in how she was able to show up, right? You need to be this person as you need to be that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And that caused, I assume, some inner turmoil. And I think if I could give her a nugget, it would be that you will never be happy trying to make others happy. And you really have to choose the path that works best for you. Mm. It is not what others want all the time. And it's not what they could even do. And I think that to, to be... Whitney Houston singing at her capacity as a teenager. She she outshined her mother who was a singer. You know, there's a lot of stuff there that I think can be really challenging and we have to figure out our path and we sometimes have to veer off of the path that other people are trying to lay out for us because it's really not what we want to do. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good for Whitney. Yeah. Thank you for that.